Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Monday, January 10th, 2021 in the Gregorian calendar and the 8th of Shvat 5782 in the Hebrew calendar. Now, let's get to the news. Okay, let's begin with the COVID updates, and then we're going to head over to some politics. Today, Israel hit a new record with 21,501 new cases of COVID recording in, recorded in the country just yesterday. That was Sunday. Serious cases are at 222, and the death toll is up by 10. Things are changing, though, according to the health ministry. If you encounter someone who tested positive for COVID, you have to wait three days before taking the rapid test. Just days ago, the rule was that you could take a rapid test one time on the day that you encountered them or the day that you realized that you encountered someone and you could get out of your quarantine as long as you got a negative result from that rapid test. If you are using an at-home rapid or antigen test, as they are called, you should disregard the instructions in the box that tell you to swab only the inside of your nostril. You should swab your mouth and then your nostril in order to get more accurate results. That is according to the rules of the Israeli Health Department. They say that if you have at-home tests, you should be doing a mouth and nose, not just nose. If you do not know what I am talking about, well, at-home tests are becoming very popular and they are relatively cheap. I purchased four for 77 shekels, which is about 25 bucks. I got those in the B pharmacy, which is a leg of Shufersal. It's like an at-home pregnancy test, okay? So if you get two lines, you're positive and you have COVID, and one line means that you're negative. The procedure is relatively easy if you follow the instructions that come in the box. Israeli COVID tests have instructions. Little, There were three papers, one in English, one in Arabic, and one in Hebrew. If you get a positive test, you're supposed to go to a professional rapid testing site, like one that is run by MADA, also known as Magen David Adom. They're an emergency response organization, and they have yellow and red trucks around the country of Israel. You can go there and get rapid tests. If you get another positive result at your official rapid test, then... You need to take a PCR test to confirm that you have COVID. And then if you're positive, you should put yourself into quarantine. Those are the new rules. Channel 12 is reporting that the health department is considering shortening quarantine time from 10 days to 7 days for people who are actually diagnosed with COVID. Also, the country is doing away with the green pass as of this morning The country used to require stores and restaurant owners to demand customers show their vaccination records at the door. The reason is that business owners have demanded that the government 
prove why proof of vaccination is even needed at this point. The government was not able to prove why the vaccination cards were important and it is being removed. So there is not going to be a need to show your green pass or your Tav Yarok, as it is called in Hebrew. Now, these facilities are going to have a limit to the number of people inside. So instead of needing to show vaccination, there are going to be fewer people inside. Health Ministry Director General Nachman Ash is asking people to stay home if they even have the slightest bit of a cough or sniffle. He says at-home rapid tests are not accurate enough, and even if you test negative, you should still stay home if you feel even the slightest bit unwell. In addition to COVID, health professionals are concerned about the flu. Last year, Israel did not deal with the flu at all. There, this year, there are a significant number of cases, likely because so few people are getting the flu shot because they're focused on COVID. And last year, virtually no one in Israel got the flu. People who were sick had COVID. Officials are worried that between COVID and the flu, people are going to be flooding and overwhelming hospitals around the country. A hospital in Israel has diagnosed the first local case of heart inflammation in a patient linked to the Omicron coronavirus variant. Doctors at Sheba Medical Center in Tel HaShomer say that a 43-year-old man is undergoing treatment in their COVID ward. Professor Shlomi, who is a cardiologist at the hospital, says, This is the first time we've seen this with Omicron. We are keeping a close watch on the patient who is currently in intensive care. Previous variants of the COVID virus are also known to cause similar heart inflammations. The patient was previously in good health and received even his third booster shot in August. Corona cases in Israel caused by Omicron continue to surge, but health officials hope that the wave results in fewer hospitalizations than in the previous variant outbreaks. The Omicron variant is supposed to be closer to a regular head cold than the previous variant, so people are getting sicker faster because it's super contagious, but people are not experiencing as severe uh, as severe symptoms as in some of the other waves. Last week, Israel began distributing the fourth dose of the vaccine to people over the age of 60 and healthcare workers. And now for some non-COVID-related news. A program targeting Haredi, or Orthodox recruits, for the Israel Defense Force has seen its numbers almost double in less than a year. The Achim Lasayarot is an IDF program that tries to increase the participation of Israel's Orthodox youth in the army. Orthodox communities do not always support or encourage their young people to join the army, and they're allowed to pass the countrywide mandate to join by, following, by filing an exemption on the basis that they need to study Torah or the Bible or other religious materials. The program is in its second year, with the second cycle taking 25 Haredi young people from central Israel. The founders of the program say that they want these young people to integrate into Israeli society and those who have commanding personalities and a high profile can get to commanding positions in the military and 
even Israeli society. The heads of the program want to integrate the Haredim into Israeli society even more, meaning bridging the gap between them and more secular Israelis. This also means serving alongside female recruits. In the religious community, being close to the opposite sex is often avoided or even frowned upon. The idea is to maintain a specific code of modesty, so this is also a little bit progressive for some communities. The program allows young people to do military service and also continue to study religious materials. Congratulations to the program for bringing in more people than ever. And congratulations to the recruits who are trying to be the next generation of religious and progressive Israeli citizens. The president of the Palestinian Authority, Mahmoud Abbas, arrived in Egypt on Sunday to meet with his Egyptian counterpart, Abdel Fattah al-Sisi. Abbas is planning on staying in Egypt for the next few days in an effort to discuss Palestinian developments, Gaza reconstruction, and other important topics. The PA envoy to Cairo says... Abbas's meeting with Sisi will address the latest developments on the Palestinian arena, efforts to advance the peace process, and efforts to end the Israeli occupation. The envoy also says that they're going to talk about Egypt's efforts to achieve Palestinian national reconciliation, end division, and rebuild what was destroyed by Israeli aggression in the Gaza Strip. The remark on national reconciliation refers to the split Palestinian leadership with Hamas ruling in Gaza and the PA in the West Bank. Egypt has been mediating talks between Gaza and between Israel and Gaza since last May when there was a mini war between the two as Gaza fired upwards of 4300 rockets toward Israel. Israel and Egypt are now trying to work together to ease Gaza's blockade and rebuild the strip in exchange for long-term peace. Gaza is a strip between Israel and Egypt. It is blocked on both sides of the border because neither Israel nor Egypt want terrorism or weapon trafficking coming through their borders. If you are getting caught up on your Israel Daily News, we'd like you to consider sending over a monthly contribution at anchor.fm slash Israel Daily News slash support. The financial support that we get from subscribers helps us maintain our show and it helps us continue to grow and try to reach new audiences. Subscribers will get a handwritten thank you note and a little poem to let you know how thrilled we are to have your support. Thank you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. We have one central link in the show notes. You can click on that and that page is going to take you to a place where you can make a contribution and feel good knowing that you're supporting independent journalism. So check us out at israeldaily.news or you can click on our link tree. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Number two, you can share the show with a friend. And number three, you can follow us on Facebook at IsraelDaily.News as well as Shanafold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. An article of mine that I wrote about Miss Universe was published in the Jewish Telegraph, which is a main Jewish newspaper in the United Kingdom. I was really excited to see my byline there. One of our English listeners let us know about it. However... They spelled my name with one N. They put my byline. It was big and bold with even a photo of me. But they spelled it with only one N. And I'm so disappointed. It's time to say goodbye to two important figures to the Jewish community. 
Ora Herzog, the mother of current sitting Israeli President Isaac Herzog, and the wife of former Chaim Herzog, which was Israel's sixth ever president, died yesterday. That was Sunday. She was 97 years old. Prime Minister Naftali Bennett called her a public figure and social activist who loves her people and her country. He says she lived humbly and raised a family to be proud of the Israeli public and work for the progression of Israeli society. Herzog has a fascinating story, by the way. She was born in Egypt, where her parents fled to after they were expelled from the city of Jaffa. That's right, the city of Jaffa. During World War I, Jaffa was being controlled by the Turks and they threw her family out. Herzog completed a degree in math and physics in South Africa before she moved to Israel, and she moved to Israel just before the country was born. It was 1946 when she came here. Israel gained independence, by the way, in 1948. She joined the Haganah, which was a forceful defense organization. Some even called it a terrorist organization. The militia took matters into their own hands when they tried to throw out the British from Jerusalem and from reigning over the region. This organization was the precursor to today's Israel Defense Forces or the IDF. She met Chaim Herzog in a diplomatic course and married him in 1947, one year before the country gained independence. She served as a soldier in the military intelligence during the War of Independence, and later she joined the Science Corps. She was a part of the founding of the International Bible Contest, which, by the way, is still held till this day every year on Independence Day. Round of applause for this vibrant, feisty, and smart woman who surely leaves Israel in a better condition than when she first arrived here. And a tribute to Bob Saget. The world is going crazy as the 65-year-old actor, best known for his fatherly role in Full House, which is a TV series, dies. The actor was a Jewish American. The Forward, which is a Jewish newspaper, ended the obituary they wrote about him with this line. They said, he was a Jewish dad and didn't just play one on TV. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Monday, January 10th, 2021. Tel Aviv has a low of 9 degrees Celsius and a high of 18 degrees. That's 49 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 65 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. I usually add in a few personal anecdotes or professional highlights to the newsletter. It went out last night. You can sign up for it on our website at israeldaily.news. The site is functional, but we're going to be replacing it with something better in the coming weeks. Thank you to Alex Schloss for today's news stories and Michelle Milner for her social media work. I am off in just a few minutes to the Sunset Series. That's the event that I host on Monday evenings. I'm very excited. Tonight we are having a woman who runs a VC and we're going to be having cocktails and listening to her. I'm very excited. You can see more on my personal Instagram if you're interested. So I got to get ready for that. I'm going to send you off today with a song called Tick Tock by Erica Kroll. She sent me a whole folder of new music that she's created. This one she made with Leon Gold. Let us know what you think of the new tune. Have a great and productive day and an excellent week.
Yeah. 